Happy Friday. Today on the news and why it matters, text messages have been released between State Department officials, Ukrainian aid. It all looks kind of bad. Uh, we are going to dig into it, tell you what you need to know. Don't change the channel. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier. Are no you- quick pro quo. <laughs> sure I got that out there. I didn't, I was just introducing okay, I just you. Okay, I sure, because I'm a little nervous. I, I say that, I start every conversation now with that. No with no quick pro quo. <laughs> uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. You look really excited to be here I today. I am. I am. Are you? Yes. Okay, I can yeah. tell. It's written all over your face. Uh-huh. And, uh, Jason, it's convincing in some of those text messages. <laughs> Jason Howerton. Uh, so, you guys, how tired are you today? Pretty tired. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get home until like 1 a.m. What? What were you doing after the show didn't end? Late. Look, my job doesn't party? end, doesn't going end out when partying. the show ends is the problem. Ah. But I got socials to do. Yeah, I yeah. got out of here at about midnight. Oh, that's but, true. But I'm good. I'm good. Good. Well, um, it was a huge special. Uh, if you missed it, you got to go back to Glenn Beck's Facebook, his, uh, the Blaze TV's YouTube channel. It's all up there. It's also on the Blaze app for those of you who are subscribers. It was the Ukraine scandal explained. Um, even if you did watch it, might do you some good to go back and watch that chalkboard again because my brain doesn't, it's hard, it's a lot to take a in. Lot, yeah. It's a lot to take in. So you can go back and rewatch it. And that promo code is still active, still available. It is GB20OFF if you want to uh, save $20 right now to become a Blaze subscriber. Got a lot to get into. Uh, first, we're going to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is for those of us who, I don't know, maybe just you're getting a little bit older and things start to hurt. Your joints don't work anymore. Your <laughs> muscles, uh, you, you, you sprain and uh, do bad things, pull, uh, by doing really, really hard tasks like getting out of bed. That's very difficult. Walking around your kitchen. Maybe, I mean, these things get very, very hard when you get older. Uh, Relief Factor is there to help you if you're, seriously, if you're walking around in constant pain. It doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free. It targets the inflammation in your body. We've had so many listeners and viewers reach out to us and say, okay, we didn't listen to you guys at first, but we finally tried it. And it's life-changing. It's life-changing when you can get out of pain. So if you are one of the many Americans who are living in pain, try Relief Factor. Do yourself a favor. Get the three-week quick start pack. It is $19.95, and the majority of people who try it, they go on to keep ordering more and more and more because it's changed their life. You don't want to miss out on that. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-500-8384. So... I was looking all over mainstream media, uh, you know, CNN, MSNBC, um, everyone in the mainstream media has gotten a hold of these texts that have leaked, of course, from this um, Ukraine investigation into Donald Trump. And um, they are all saying this is it. This very clearly shows that President Trump um, did, in fact, withhold aid. Uh, in exchange for an investigation into a, uh, a political opponent. Stu, I know you went over some of the text messages today on, on the radio program. 
There's so much here. Um, first of all, before you make your judgment, you want to get both sides, right? Mm. Like the Republicans have not really had a chance to respond yet. They say they want to get this full testimony out and that's going to explain it. Maybe it does. You know, who knows? Um, you know, we'll we'll see that kind of as it as it happens. Um, as we were getting the special ready last night, there was multiple. Th- I mean, we're in the middle of telling one side of this Ukraine story that has not been covered by the media while we're prepping, there was a New York Times, CNN, Wall Street Journal reports all trying to debunk the uh, Ukraine story, all released within an hour or two of the special, which is remarkable. Weird. Um, yeah. And then this thing comes out overnight with these text messages. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It's a very complicated story. Um, but this in particular, uh, these texts in particular, tell uh, a story of of. If you want to say, I think there's a very big incompetence part of this, and I think you can look at this and say, you know, I don't understand exactly what either side is really doing here. Um, you know, the Trump administration is trying to say uh, they they came out and they kind of set the standard for this. They said, okay, look, yes, we made this call, but no quid pro quo, and that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And then you read the text, and it's like, well, they go every piece of the way up to the line of saying. Um, you know, we're going to withhold this money for these meetings. One of the funniest things I think that keeps coming out of this is that Trump could have been caught in collusion multiple times. He just seems to be terrible at it. Like, he can never get the ball across the end zone line. Like, you know, this happened with the meeting at Trump Tower. I would rather get dirt, but they never got the dirt. Like, you know, this happened, you know, in, in they were going to build a tower in Moscow, but they never got the tower in Moscow. There's always this excuse that, like, they didn't actually finish it. Which just seems to be the case here again. They, they seemingly pressure the Ukrainian government to say, well, we'll take meetings with you. You can have uh, your, your funding if uh, you do this investigation. But they never did the investigation. Wait a minute, though, because it says, quote. And I'm, they gave the funding. I'm reading the quote. It yes. says, to be clear, no quid yes. pro quos of any kind. Yeah. That's a quote. I know, it is. So it, how could you say? I know. Well, and let's, and let's go through that particular interaction. That exchange too. is Perfect. hilarious. Yeah. Um, because, you know, look, quid pro quo, you don't actually have to say the words, <laughs> we are having a quid pro quo. That's not something you say no. in everyday conversations. And that is too. legitimately seeming to be their initial defense here, which is like, no, he said no quid pro quo. Look at this exchange. This is hilarious to me for so many reasons. Uh, is he, Bill Taylor, who's one of the uh, U.S. diplomats, uh, he was, I believe, the interim U.S. diplomat going to Ukraine. He said, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Then Sunland, another diplomat, says, Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised during his campaign. And I suggest we stop the back and forth by text. If you still have concerns, I recommend you give Lisa Kenna or S, whoever that is, a call to discuss them directly. Thanks. So there's so the breakdown of this is fantastic. First, the Bill Taylor sentence. Can we see this again? Because this is this is it's important to see exactly what they're trying to do here. Um, Bill Taylor, as, as I said on the phone, why would you text someone as and, I and said say, I, I'm phone. recalling what we just had in this conversation. <laughs> you're trying to make it clear that you've brought this up multiple times. You're trying to document. Right, exactly. You're documenting it. I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. If you are a person who's fighting on Trump's behalf and, and are trying to execute this mission that he's trying to do, um, which would be, in this case, potentially holding back security for 
uh, for this, a quid pro quo. You certainly don't say, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance, saying the exact problematic thing uh, for help with a political campaign. Now, again, the Trump defense here is that it's not a political campaign. It's about corruption. He actually puts it in the text. Mm. No person who isn't trying to uh, to cover his own ass and hurt Trump is going to text that message. He's a diplomat. He understands how these things work. You say those things on the phone if you're going to say them. Like, you're you're going to hide it, right? right? Taylor clearly here is trying to get a text on the message saying, I wasn't part of this. They these guys were and this is what they wanted me to do. And it was for political motivation. On the other hand, Gordon Sunland's response is completely ridiculous. And notice the time code here. About four and a half hours go by before he replies to this text. And he replies with something like a boilerplate PR uh, comment about what the thing is about. It's almost as if he knew that this would end up in a congressional hearing. Exactly. And it was reported that in between these two texts, he met with Trump. So Sunland meets with Trump and comes back with this statement, which is, I swear there's been no quid pro quos. You're misunderstanding what the president wants here. He wants the best for all of us. Then he says, oh, well, I'm going to I suggest we stop back and forth by text. Again, if you actually don't want to hurt the president, we can't be talking about this here. All of this comes to me down to something I've already priced in to all government activities, which is they're massively corrupt. I mean, think about what you're looking at here. These are two people who are supposedly in the middle of important international affairs, and neither one of them is having a conversation. They're both just messaging each other to get themselves on record to protect either themselves or their boss. This is why nothing ever gets done in the government. Is why it's so terrible. Do I believe that this went on with Trump? Do I think that he, you know, was trading texts and trying to put pressure on the Ukrainians to get something that might have benefited the United States of America, but also benefited himself politically? Sure, I do. Do I believe the other decided it's exact same thing that goes on with Democrats? Yes, and I mean that. It's a problem, but it's not something we're naive that occurs, right? Well, and I, I do want to play uh, a couple different clips from Republican lawmakers who were in the testimony that U.S. Ambassador Volker was was testifying all day. They listened to it. But before I do that, Pat, I- I'm having trouble because CNN, uh, Democrats in the House and the Senate are all saying this is what is the smoking gun needed to impeach Trump. But my question would be, if that's your standard, should we not also call for Joe Biden to drop out of the race? Because what they're accusing Trump of doing, Joe Biden is on tape saying mm-hmm. he threatened to withhold aid unless they did what he asked them to do in Ukraine. So right. shouldn't we be calling for both of those things if we're being objective here? Yes, but nobody's being objective. Here. <laughs> oh. So that's it's kind totally of the made. problem. And I, I think that maybe the Trump defense switches from... Uh, this wasn't about the campaign. It was about right. America's national interest. Because right. mm-hmm. if they didn't do quid pro quo, it looks like they did do tit for tat. <laughs> yeah, so, so, totally different. Yeah, it's a completely different <laughs> totally thing because it's not Latin. No. That's not Latin at all. <laughs> Wait, tit for tat is like Latin? baby talk. Oh, okay. Tit for tat is like baby talk. <laughs> quid pro quo, that's something uh, you know, very sophisticated. Much more legal sounding. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. and to Pat's point, uh, Jason, President Trump tweeted out this morning, as president, I have an obligation to end corruption, even if that means requesting the help of a foreign country or countries. It is done all the time. This has nothing to do with politics or a political campaign against the Bidens. This does have to do with their corruption. Is that a solid enough uh, excuse there, Jason? I mean, if there's one thing I know about Trump, and I I criticize him for stuff, I I like him for stuff, but there's one thing I know, 
It's that corruption and honesty are his, the, the top echelon of his priorities. <laughs> so obviously, I believe, no, look, um, he's, he's posturing. He, uh, I, I still think he, as bad as that text, unless there is, is something more, mm-hmm. I still think he's covered legally. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, I see this more as, as him. He's going to use this again. I keep going back to this to, to paint himself as the victim. And I think as of right now, unless there is something more, he still has that good case. Yeah. So for, for him politically, I think, I think it will work with the supporters. But to, to people who are looking at it objectively, it's, like, it's almost to the point of like, are we still pretending that, that we are where we are right now? Yeah. Uh, so, well, really quickly, I want to go ahead and, and throw in uh, Representative Jim Jordan. He, of course, was one of the lawmakers who actually sat there and listened to the testimony that came in addition to these text messages. Right. So we're talking about more context of the conversations that took place. He seemed uh, very sure and adamant that it was not what these text messages make it look like. Watch. And I hope every American gets a chance to read what took place in that room today. Because when they do, they will see there is no quid pro quo. They will see exactly what President Trump and President Zelensky was going on between these two countries. And they'll see what a good ambassador, what a, what a good diplomat Kurt Volker was, Ambassador Volker, and the people who worked with him, and how they were looking out at, for, the, for the best interests of this country and, frankly, for the best interests of Ukraine. That's what will come through. So I hope, I hope at some point every single American gets to read what took place in that room today. Do you know what my problem is? You know what my real problem is? I don't believe any of them. That's the problem. And I like Jim Jordan, but I feel like we get so blinded by politics, it's hard to believe anyone because they're all so hyper-focused yeah. on saving their side. And so even if they believe it to be true, it's hard to believe it. Okay, but... Do you say the same thing about Dan Crenshaw? Because Dan Crenshaw basically tweeted out a very similar uh, statement, if we could pull that up. He said, one key fact about yesterday's closed-door witness interview, Republicans are the ones calling for public release of the deposition transcript. That should tell you something. Democrats prefer narratives, not facts. Come on, can I at least trust Dan? Tell me I can trust Dan. I'll I'll wait to the next time that's the Democrats calling for the public uh, transcript to be released and the Republicans are saying the exact opposite. Like, this is going to happen. Look, this is the best part about this, though, and we say this all the time. This information will come out and we can make a determination. I mean, again, we're guessing at this point mm-hmm. at some level, you know, like I, I don't I don't I think what you're going to find, if I had to guess, is that what they're going to do is take this uh, Bill Taylor and he's going to be uh, shown to have an anti-Trump bias. Mm-hmm. So he does not like Trump. He's going to be one of these guys. They're going to he's going to be the new James Comey. Right. The new Robert Mueller. He's going to be, be the new Lisa Page and uh, Bruce Orr. another one of these figures that takes a little bit of this into into the, the package. And, you know, you don't you don't send things like that if you're trying to protect your president. Um, you're, you're sending it the other way. So I think we'll, we'll have a divide just like we always do. Mm-hmm. We'll all read the documents and, and try to make the best determination possible. But the best thing about this is we actually have a chance to do that eventually. At least we hope. Um, and there's no reason to have to judge it yet. If it's they're going to go into this, pretty point, radical to want to wait for like evidence and testimony <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. It's crazy. What a buzzkill over yeah. here! <laughs> Back in a minute. Are we gonna? How are we gonna talk about it? That's why we have beer on Fridays. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez held a town hall in Queens. Uh, Last night, there were, well, there was at least one protester um, 
Now, I want to get into who exactly this protester is because she has been identified. But I think it's important to note uh, <laughs> the types of things being said about climate change, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's reaction to these things. Let's let's just get let's let's watch first. We're going to be here for much longer because of the climate crisis. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you, you know, you're a pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting the Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. <laughs> so we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies. And this is very serious. Please give a response. Brilliant. Oh, I did. Yeah. It did. Loved out uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Which is the response. best part is her reaction because she doesn't even she doesn't even know that it's not real. Right. So so here so here's the thing with this. Now I just want to say for the record, when I watched this last night and I watched her pull off the coat, I said, okay, this is staged. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, right. At the, There's at, a performance yeah, level. It's a good time. performance. It's a it is. Really it's good a really good. Sell. However, because of the way they the hysteria. There is a chance that yeah. that's Bingo. real. I mean, Bingo. I had I had it at about a twenty percent chance it was real mm. today because yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks like a radio bit or a YouTube bit yeah. or you know it turns out uh, Lyndon Larouche yes. pro Trump bit. I've, wow, is this a weird world? <laughs> really weird. Uh, but there's a chance. I mean, they've been spewing this twelve year, eleven years to cannibalism thing for a long time. I mean, the ba- eating the baby seems like the next logical step yeah. to yeah, the climate change hysteria. Well, I, mean, I mean, how far is it away from their actual position? Their actual position far. is we need to have abortions available right. for everyone so the baby dies and, and, right. and we, and we and, you know, they'll go to be the very nicest treatment on it. They'll just talk about like uh, protection, sexual protection so that you're not producing right. in other countries. The bottom line is They're less people are... They're also talking cannibalism. Are, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ted Turner mm-hmm. did talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not having like the eating is something we can all look at and laugh at. But like the bottom line is the same amount of children are dead in both scenarios. Uh, it's not necessarily a positive way. How long before, in all seriousness, before, you know, or how many climate activists now would endorse like a China type of one child policy. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, they'd be all over so, that. So like it's really I mean the, yeah. it's it's to the extreme, yes. but there are some real extremes right now on on the climate change side. And that's why it's a good bit, right? Yeah, it it's a great bit. That, yeah. I mean, look, that's a great performance. Yeah. Like you've seen yeah, these YouTube people before. I can't believe Lyndon LaRouche is churning out people who can perform like that. It's actually a really <laughs> solid job. You could see it coming, right? Like she's getting ready to release yes. the shirt. She says, Well, and the giant bring, barrette too. I was like, <laughs> no one wears barrettes that's, like that. That's where you go. <laughs> Really like eating children. You're well, like, I, I was, saw the bread and I knew right away. Well, I was right. Yeah, you were right. Okay. Were right. She also paid a little too much attention to her T-shirt. 
Yes. So yes. Drawing attention to that. Showing yes. her, yeah. And taking off her coat, there was no reason to do that right, right. in the middle of her speech. Right at the right at the climax yeah. of what she was saying. And, yeah. You know, she builds to it. She says, like, I, I, this should be your next campaign slogan. Yeah. When obviously any rational person would realize that's not a good campaign slogan. Maybe it's 2020. Yeah. I like it. Um, and also, like, she brings up a couple of supporting stories, which if you're, like, right, the fact that the Swedish doctor called for eating yeah. dead people, yeah. the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. if we just bomb Russia, like, she, she's got an agenda there. A person with the eat the babies agenda does not want to bomb <laughs> Russia. Those two people don't. But it doesn't matter. It's still fantastic. And, you know, you're right. Her response is really is really revealing. Her She comes out and she just says, like, well, look, you know, I don't. we have a little bit longer than a few months. But you're right on blah, 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 I like blah, how blah. she never says we shouldn't eat the babies. Eat, no, never says that. And her backup, her, 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 you know. She doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Exactly. Yeah, I know, I know. The squad is in constant backtrack, yeah. right? Like, whatever they say, they always go on Twitter and then try to explain later on. And, and, and Ocasio-Cortez's ex- explanation for this was, I thought she was mentally disturbed. We shouldn't be mocking her. I didn't want to, like, upset yeah. her. Um, you know, it's obviously yeah. nonsense and she's a liar. Um, but, <laughs> it, that, I mean, as a stunt... I mean, Pat, you're a you're a connoisseur of these things. You did this mm-hmm. for many years with Glenn, and you guys did all sorts of crazy stuff. That's a good, solid That's really sell. really good. It's really good. It, uh, Why didn't it, we think of that? It was a, I, know. I know. It was a little bit controversial, though, on the Internet, I will say, Jason. I did see some people who are not fans of AOC who were like, you guys really, she doesn't, like, does she really have to come out and say she's not in favor of eating babies? Is that something that she did? Do we are we at a place where we sh- we have to come out Look, and say? I, I would respect her a lot if she was babies. like, you know, I, I want to do a lot, but eating babies, let's chill. Yeah, let's chill. Yeah. I would have been like, That's, good job, yeah. well done. I think but it, it, some people are also really extreme and have created like, you know, mock DNC ads. Um, this one guy at Jason underscore Howerton on Twitter oh did this, and this guy. it's pathetic Oof. that they would do that and make fun of of, of the Democrats like that. So I, I, I didn't see it. I haven't blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of AOC, I just did a, a, a parody of her that is on my YouTube. I mean, how is there not a par- parody of this situation going to happen? Well, it came out, and I got so many messages, and they were like, so when is your yeah, video I, of AOC eating babies? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh. No. What are you doing to me, girl? I just did a video. (laughs) Um, But it is interesting because I had a lot of people, way more than I expected, commenting on the video as if I was really her. And I didn't know whether to be insulted (laughs) or... I don't think so. Is it a compliment? Should I be flattered that they did such a good job they thought I was her? Because, I mean, I know we we both have dark features, but, like, uh, do I really look that much like her? I mean, there are some similarities. I There's a reason it. why you picked a, her to impersonate, right? I mean, it's because we're both Hispanic. Yeah, okay, there you go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, look, if they were like, hey, you know, you look like uh, John Goodman, then, then I'd be <laughs> that's offensive. That's offensive. I don't think yeah. I don't think AOC AOC's problem is not her looks. No, I mean, she she looks fine. Uh, she's just dumb. <laughs> I appreciate that perspective. Mm-hmm. Too. That makes me feel better. Well, All right, back in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I truly though. They're, and they were saying the rude. Those of you out there who might be watching on the YouTube live stream or the Facebook live stream that we do every day, don't forget we also have this as an audio podcast. You may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't want to listen to it on audio. I just want to see all of y'all's beautiful faces, which we can't blame you for. But we need you to go subscribe to The News and Why It Matters on, uh, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and also rate it. 
Now, you got to rate it five stars, though, because yeah. obviously we're worth five plus stars. Don't you? I mean, you guys agree, right? I, mean, I, I went with two. Uh, two stars. I thought, you know, it shows okay sometimes. That was my rating on it. But, well, when you know. you're on it, two stars. Yeah. When you're not on not, it, I'm a, five, I'm five stars. All the time, yeah. uh, so make sure to do that. <laughs> Stu actually said whoever goes in and gives us a good rating, he will, he'll show up at their house. Mm-hmm. He'll cook them dinner. Yep. Um, just in an apron, though. No clothes. I, That's well, what you said, right? Why would you well, have that? Well, Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Doctors in Kansas are sounding the alarm over a vaping-related trend where young children are consuming entire vape cartridges full of liquid nicotine. Wait, mm. what do you mean? Like drinking it? Or they're actually vaping an entire cartridge once? No, they're like, the, the, the story is that they're eating it. Oh my God. Like, e- like they're eating, eating it? That's Just what it says, okay? They are consuming whole vape cartridges. This is a great argument to eat the babies. Full of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> full of liquid right. nicotine. Uh, Kansas Health System Poison Control Center has fielded Nine incidents in the last few weeks. Doctors say the extremely concentrated nicotine in the pods can be toxic. No kidding. So my question is, Mm. we're talking about, really, the left wants to have a serious conversation about lowering the voting age. (laughs) While we're reading stories about kids eating vape cartridges. That's why they want to lower it, though, because they're stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, they're dumb. Kids are dumb. I was dumb. I probably would have done that when I was 16. I don't know. I had no reason to vote. When you were 16, you would have done that? Maybe. You were that stupid. I was they're that flavored. stupid. To be fair, they're flavored. They're flavored. <laughs> I was particularly <laughs> dumb. So, yes, I probably would have. But that's why they want them to vote is because they're very easily manipulated. Pat, which is worse? Um... This or eating Tide Pods? I'm going to go with Tide Pods. Yeah. Really? Because this yeah. you're at least supposed to ingest yes. in some way. And it's actually right. flavored, so mm-hmm. it's like at least resembles uh, food. But it, they're both really, really stupid. And especially now that we're hearing all of this stuff, Stu's probably been through the research on this and it's probably not adequate. But look at all the things they're saying about the vaping now, that mm-hmm. people are dying from it. Like, so supposedly... 800 people in the last little while have, have died from mm-hmm. some form of Vaping problem, lung, yeah. lung uh, injuries. Yeah, yeah there, I think it's pretty darn clear that if you're if you're vaping like THC from China, like that's a really <laughs> bad idea, and that's, that's where bad. they're saying over ninety percent of these cases are related to that. There's also apparently a problem with the flavored uh, things. Well, the f- so, so yeah, it's it's interesting because they have so the big problem is is all black market stuff, right? So the people are now using their getting vape pens and there's thousands of them they're finding them in houses because they're they're becoming essentially like drug dealers for kids mm-hmm. with vape pens you know it's not like going into the grocery store and or the convenience store and buying these name brand ones they're finding um i think it's called like it's called dank brand or dank something like that it's something with some word like if I you're, love not to, you're not up to, to, to say dank i know you're not up to if the word that. says dank you probably shouldn't put it in your body that's just like a general rule i have um but like and it's not even they're not even coming from the it looks like it's branded but it's not coming from the same manufacturer they have no idea where it's coming from and it's been one of the the big ones causing a lot of these uh incidents 
The, f- the flavor thing they're going after specifically because they think it makes more kids want to use it, which, of course, is true, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that is, of course, also true of every good-tasting alcohol. Yes. and every Like, you know, yes, of course, like a kid is going to want to rather have a hard seltzer than a beer or vodka, right? They're going to want to do that. That's not a reason to pull it off the market. It's a, it's a reason to try to enforce it more. It's a reason to try to make sure people understand what's going on. Um, you know, I don't know how many people are are, you know, vaping bubblegum flavored, uh, uh, you know, jewel cartridges if they existed, um, you know, it, but it, it, there is that push, right? It is that there is a push to get those off the market. It's not a healthy thing for people who don't smoke. It's a really bad idea to vape if you don't smoke. Like you should not start it. However, if you are a smoker, all science points to it being much better for you, lower on the continuum of risk than than the alternative. So, you know, I think there's a chance here for really good things to come from this product. I, you know, it seems like the government is going to say, you know what? Yeah, sure, 500,000 people die from tobacco use every single year from cigarettes. But let's focus on the 800 that die from THC from China that are in vaping pens. That just seems so typical government. I can't believe it's not going to happen. I do have to admit, though, I do get kind of nervous when I'm in a, you know, a mall. I'm kidding. I don't go to malls. anymore. <laughs> a, you know, a restaurant or wherever the case may be, and there's someone vaping next to me, I'm always like, I don't know, like, because it hasn't been around long enough to have the long-term studies, right? right? So I know, Stu, you often say that, well, it's like, come on, it's got to be more, it's got to be safer, it's got to be healthier, quote, than an actual cigarette, right? But Yeah, I don't know if we know that yet, though. I don't think we do. And we had a vapor here for a while, and it was obnoxious. It is obnoxious. That's another story. It's very obnoxious. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to breathe that in. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, look, I think... I, I do believe uh, the science on this one as far as, as you're right. And of course, nothing can be, um, you, you know, when something is new, you never have long term right. testing on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we will never we won't know for a long time. That being said, though, it does appear to be much, much better. I mean, you're taking the thing, you know, cigarettes have been around for a long time. Tobacco has been smoked for a long time. We, we have a good idea as to what causes the damage. Mm-hmm. And those things aren't in the vape. Like it's 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 it has the addictive chemical, but not the ones that the tar and the things that really cause the damage. That doesn't mean though it's not obnoxious. Number one, it totally is, and number two, I can understand, especially as a parent, mm-hmm. because it's an addictive chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, people they're going to want to spend lots and lots of money on this, and that is uh, you know just your kid running off and instead of playing sports outside, they're they're doing this is is terrible for parents. There is. Zero evidence, however, that it, you go from vaping to cigarettes. Like, it's just not supported. Like, it, the kids that vape wind up vaping. Kids that vape wind up eating cartridges. And eating dumb cartridges, right? Like, they're, it's, <laughs> a, it's a really dumb thing to start if you do not smoke. It's really dumb. There's no reason to take the risk you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you are a smoker, we know 500,000 people die from tobacco. The best science available says this is not happening with vaping. So going from smoking to vaping, good idea. Going from nothing to vaping, bad idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yesterday, Kamala Harris was at a, a campaign. Uh, you know, she was stumping. And... She, I don't know where she was, but she was asking. Looks like Nevada. Her audience, is that what it, oh, there it is. It's just right there in the video, Sarah. <laughs> um, she was asking her, her audience if America was ready for a Kamala presidency. They had an interesting answer, watch. I'm at the stage of the campaign where I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to engage in real talk. I don't want to waste your time with anything else. <laughs> Let's just have some real talk. 
So, real talk. Yeah. In this real. election, in this election, Word. in the last kind of couple, I mean, maybe a couple months, certainly a few weeks, there's this whole conversation that's been coming up about electability. Focused on our campaign. Is, mm. is America ready for that? No. <laughs> well, the SAR. <laughs> Oh, she's. Uh, I see what happened there. Yeah. She didn't phrase it well. You're right. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't think that those people actually meant. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, she might have some really astute and self-aware supporters. We've looking at the polls and no, they're not ready <laughs> exactly. for the No, they are not. <laughs> they might just be really smart and, and honest. You don't know. When she's talking about confiscating 10 million guns from Americans, uh-huh. I, I don't think America is ready for a Kamala think, Harris You're thinking they want to pass on yeah, that. I, Plus, I, definitely think. I don't want, I mean, she, I have a kid and, and I don't want her throwing me in jail for, for being truant uh, more than two days a year. So there's yeah. a lot of reasons why I'm, I'm a little hesitant to uh, to support her. So I, I think I think maybe they, they were onto something. I you know I do notice especially in that clip, but usually when she speaks, she's just so, she's like let's be real, and she says it in the most disingenuous, yeah. fake way. Couldn't be I less real. I cannot take anything she says seriously. I do feel like, I, I've said this before, like if you compare the, the 2020 uh, Democrats to the 2016 uh, Republicans, I feel like Kamala Harris is the Marco Rubio. Where like you really? kind of see that and you're just like, well, she seems to have it on paper yeah. the package to win fairly mm-hmm. easily, right? Like, I mean, you know, she, I, she's a lot younger than the other socialists. She, all the front runners, she's younger than. She has a, a lot. Uh, she has a intersectional advantage yeah. over all of them mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, she is generally well spoken and seems to be. You know, she's not like a. She's not a moron. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's held you know office. So she's done things that like you'd think would qualify her. Not terrible and, looking. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it just never mm-hmm. seems to happen. You know. It seemed to be the same same thing with Rubio. Rubio was always one of the more well-spoken candidates. He he felt. I mean, Kamala Harris is very well. Though, right? I I mean, I felt, and I went to a Rubio rally in Iowa, and too. I was really good. Okay, so we're probably at the same one, but Uh, I think ours was here. Oh, it was here. Okay, Um, I I felt like everyone in the room felt as if he was speaking directly to them. Like he yeah, had, he, he had that ability yeah. to just and have just it be it. like a one-on-one. I don't feel like she does that. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit more generalizing in that, like someone who seems like they have a lot of potential but never really clicks. Yeah. But she has had those moments too, right? I mean, she has had those moments where she, you know, she squandered major opportunities, and you can't do that as a candidate, especially one that's only you know your first term in the Senate. Like everything has to go right. You're seeing that with Buttigieg too. He had a real moment there where he was at 13 and 14 percent. You're like, okay, he's got a chance. And he just not been able to take advantage of it. Whereas Joe Biden, who can't raise money, he's in fifteen million dollars. He's losing to you know half the field in raising money. Yet he's still leading almost every single poll. It's it's. What amazing. I was going to say is what's so weird is is how the polling so doesn't match up with the media's favorite candidates. Oh yeah, it's fascinating to oh. me because you know who they want. Like they tell you very oh yeah very uh, you know upfront. Who they think are the best. Liz Warren. That's who they want. And it's funny, I think it was David Byler who wrote this, and I think for the Washington Post, which is a great observation, is that like 
Elizabeth Warren gets the best media coverage because the media is Elizabeth Warren. They're educated. They're white. They're they're surrounded by other liberals. They are she she is every one of their friends, right? Like she's the people they know. And I think it's true. I think like they they see this as a thing because they see it around them as a thing. The movement. They're not seeing Trump supporters. They're they're not seeing Marianne Williamson supporters. Not seeing Andrew Yang supporters. They're seeing supporters of Elizabeth Warren and how they're getting excited for Warren. And now the Warren is getting all the. does feed into each other. Yeah. Uh, Pat, how much longer do you give Kamala's campaign? Think she's sticking around for a while? Yeah, I think she'll probably make Iowa at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, she has a, she does well, she's doing better in places like South Carolina where there's a larger African-American voting base. You got to get through three white states though before you get there. And, you know, this is a problem for... She's got some money though. Yeah, and, she's got money. You know. She's got backing. I think... I, I mean, unless she really embarrasses herself in one of these things, I think she might stick around for a couple states, but she needs to show something. You, yeah. can't, you can't be at 3% and, and, and stay in this for, for too much longer. I just read uh, earlier today, tell me if you guys read this, because I, I read it and I was like, did I read that right? That Bernie's campaign announced that he is going to be at the next debate? At the debate, yeah. That's amazing. They did announce that. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a pretty quick recovery. It's, but it's risky. It right? is. I mean, I, yeah. I, like for just the the human part of me is like, oh, I don't take want it, like, take a nap. Really, just yeah. don't don't overextend yourself like that. You're already old. Well, we talked. <laughs> yeah, very very old. And, and speaking of very very old, we talked to Jeffy after he went through his heart attack, and you know he 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 described it as like a good month of just feeling like anytime you did anything yeah. that exerted yourself. You'd you'd feel like you just wanted to go to sleep. But are we sure that and that's can't. not just because Jeffy's way out of shape? That's well, that's well, definitely that's, true. I mean, sure, that's part and of so it. So is Bernie. I don't think Bernie. No, have you I, seen I, him play Adonis. baseball and basketball? Yeah, I saw him boxing, and that was enough. <laughs> Remember that boxing thing where he gets the thing in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty ugly. Uh, all right, yesterday's poll: Who do you want to see Trump face off against in 2020? 35% of you said Focahontas. 26% of you said the uh, the <laughs> random yeah the random choice we had in there Greta Thunberg. 23% said Sleepy Joe. 16% said Hillary. If I'm saying who I want him to face off against, it's definitely Greta. Yeah, I'm going Greta all day. I, <laughs> I want to see that happen. How dare you? I just want her to yell at me some more. Yeah. Do you want that though? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Today's poll: Would you comply with Beto's gun? buyback if he were elected president. Now, I would, although I lost all my guns in a boating accident. Oh, right. my God. That's terrible. Yeah. I lost mine in mm-hmm. a, a, a Ferris wheel accident. A fer- it was bizarre. Well, I, I'm trying to just think because, I mean... That's it, very strange. It was it, a very freak thing. Because they would just be under the Ferris wheel. You could just go pick them up on your way. Yeah. But well, couldn't find them. Oh, my gosh. I was awful. actually in the process already. Broke into pieces. I was in the process of handing my gun over. Uh, mm-hmm. I was getting all the paperwork ready. Um, and then Beto, he failed his background check, so I couldn't, oh, <laughs> I couldn't no. give it to him. So I had to cancel the sale, and it's, it's sad. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Pat, would you uh, comply with uh, this? You know, I, I, I've played around with it I lost mine, but I'm. Stop. I'm, we have the worst. I'm it now. Table. I still have my guns, and no, you're not. You're not going to take them. You're not going to take them. Uh, and then, of course, at the, at the bottom of the poll, it says completely hypothetical. The guy's polling at negative two percent. So this yes, is yes, just for funsies. This yeah. is just for funsies. Uh, let us know if you would comply. Now, you know, we all know this poll is very scientific. So uh, whatever you say, this is going in the books <laughs> and we're sure that you're not going to be all you know uh big and bad in a poll 
Right. A tourist is real life, right? Like, we all know. I mean, you know, first of all, we're going to send all of the people that vote that know, we're going to send it to Beto's campaign just so he has the information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I I, I always, I do think about this, you know, quite often in that, like, we, this hypothetical comes up and what would you actually do? Yeah. I I mean, I, like. I'd like to believe that I wouldn't. Yeah, like, I don't I know what like kind my, of force right is now. I say it. I wouldn't. Like yeah. when it comes down to it, like I, I look, I, I would also like to say I'm not going to pay my taxes, but I do it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. There's some level, I guess, where you, you. I mean, certainly if Hitler is president, right? Like I'm not doing it, right? Right. So there's, I don't know what the line is there. Beto is not very intimidating. The line is, I would go, I would go. Who, who's the Anne Frank? I'd hide them. Yeah. I'd try to yeah, keep them right. safe. We'd yeah. all lose them in boat accidents, I right. feel like. I already did lose oh, mine yeah, in the Ferris wheel accident. But, so. yeah, but, but when I got my baby son in the house, am I really going to resist right. everything I have? Probably exactly. Not. Exactly. As, as much as I You're not going to leave your family to Correct. go to prison. They need me more right. than... I might than move. Not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, like, there's, there are things you do. I, like, whether I'm going to sit there at the, at the front door with my gun, like, you know, seeing if I can hold off the police as they come, which, I mean, again, this is a ridiculous scenario. It's yeah, not going right. to happen in this country. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, then I, I don't know. That's a different scenario. Did Pat, you? Did you really? We've got several mainstream candidates claiming that they're going to confiscate confiscate the guns, and that's that's a first mm-hmm. in my lifetime mm-hmm. that I can ever remember. They've always denied that. That's Nobody's not coming. the deal. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming for your guns. I don't know where the conspiracy. Now even they're Beto, just saying it. Well, even Beto said that uh, last year. Yeah, I and love now that all line. of a sudden he's, he's yeah. like he's shaming all the other Democratic candidates, like Buttigieg, for example. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm you're offended. trash. You, go, you won't go collect the guns, and it's like, well, <laughs> wait a minute, you didn't want to collect the guns last time you ran because you were running in Texas, in Texas. sir. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, he's so a, I feel like. You know, it's a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Second Amendment. Yeah. It it feels like we should fight for yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, did you guys see the video of him getting his flu shot? Oh yes. Yeah. What a I'm glad baby. he's back to that. Sexy. What a baby. Did you see that deep deep breath, deep breath. I really Shut should up. have sent you a video that I made. I'm going to show you guys after after we're we're done here. But it's it's has to do with that, and it is so delicious. Well, you will need to <laughs> you will need to show Stu especially because he's blocked Jason underscore Howerton. So if you oh, post yeah. it on social, yeah. Yeah. He first thing I did. I was actually on, it was actually on TikTok. If you can believe it. Oh, I'm, I'm a young hip kid. I can promise you, stuff. I'm not on TikTok. How do you do, There's fellow a- kids? <laughs> exactly. My name is Jason Howerton, and I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> uh, let us know what your vote is in the poll. We'll see you guys Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all just know when I get on one of those new services that that's when it dies. Like, if I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be on the I'm going to get on TikTok. It's, it's time. dead. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.